Nintendo. in San Francisco. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of March 12th, 2015. I'm your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show, the one you know and love. Thank you very much for tuning in again, and we have a full house today, four people, four really good, uh, well, three really cool people. Um, oh, whoa. Yes. Man. man. I'm really happy. No, I mean, whoa. I mean, I don't want to count myself. That's so oh. selfish. So let's start with we all took a Per Schneider. That. Welcome back. Hello, Jose. How's it going? Wake up, Jose. Yeah, I haven't had coffee. Brian Altano. Brah! And Marty Sleva. <laughs> Is that the official That's sound? That's the official Brian that you started? Sound. There's some dollar store garbage you got over there. It's, right yeah. there. it's barp, barp. Barp, barp. Ch- I would have expected. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. There we go. All right, cool. So our first topic for the podcast today, gentlemen, Chrono Trigger turned 20, 20 years since the release of Chrono Trigger on the Super Famicom in Japan. Mm-hmm. It would later come over. So that was March 11th, 1995, mm-hmm. for those who needed to know. I actually owe you an apology, Marty, because I told you it was 96 in North America, and you said 95. No, you, you were, were right. You were being rude. I was not being rude. <laughs> August 22nd, 1995, that game would find its way here, yeah. and it was a gem of yeah. the Super Nintendo era. So let's spend some time talking about it. For mm-hmm. context for folks, Chrono Trigger was the development sort of dream team, mm-hmm. as it were. At the time, Square and Enix, two... Uh, Japanese companies, companies, separate companies at the time, who both specialized in making games in Japan, making RPGs especially, decided to team up and make a game together. Which is, it's awesome. You had Sakaguchi from the Final Fantasy side, right? Creator of great Final Fantasy games. You had Hori from the Dragon Quest side. Yuji Hori. And then you had the artist from Dragon Ball. Akira Toriyama. All three like coming together to create this game. So it was big news. I lived in Tokyo when it came out. It was big news when they came out. There were ads everywhere. They made a big deal out of the team up and the talent involved. And well, it was, I stood in line for it. There was a humongous line oh, for this. Oh, awesome. really? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like their first kiss and now they're married. Oh, uh, That's kind of true. They've yeah, been together no. for a long time now. Totally. It seems like there's always lines in in japan for things but, that's right. but you know what Dragon everybody Quest. gets their game that really? was the that's the difference between this and an amiibo line um, ah okay okay or an, an amiibo line everyone gets yes. launch line stuff like that yeah all right but but it, um to round out sort of the people involved uh the producer was named kazuhiko aoki he's apparently the guy who legend says was responsible for putting the team together who worked on this game oh, masato kato was the uh, sort of plot writer for this game. He worked on the Ninja Gaiden series. He was also the event planner for Final Fantasy VII, little game that maybe changed the world uh, on PlayStation, and then Xenogears. And lastly, Yasunori Mitsuda scored the game. Uh, And the game score is phenomenal, but we'll get to that. Yeah, it's possibly one of the best soundtracks ever Mm -hmm. made. Uh, Every track is great. Totally good. It's, I mean, testimony to that game. I have not revisited I mean maybe a little bit just played a little bit but I have not revisited the whole game since 
when it first came out in 95, and I remember multiple tunes. You haven't replayed the whole thing since 95? No, I, oh I checked I it out when, they, when there was oh, a re-release yeah. because I, you know, I was trying to make my kids play it. Yeah, and, yeah. So I've seen bits and pieces again, but I haven't played the whole game again. Mm-hmm. God, that's one, of the, that's one of those games I play probably every other year. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, I've probably beat that game ten times. Wow. Yeah, it's one of, aside from Earth, you like it? my favorite. Uh, a little yeah. bit. It'd be weird if I hated it. You know, just like I played through it eight times, <laughs> but I just can't stand it. Yeah, um, yeah to me, that game is so fun and accessible and you find new things every time you play it. Mm-hmm. Everything is so fast about the game. You immediately get into the cool meaty parts of the story. Yeah. Uh, the you know Obviously, it's Super Nintendo there's no load times, but the battles move really quickly. They're action-based. You don't like flash and go to another screen like a Final Fantasy game. The camera just sort of positions itself mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the enemies roll out. You can see the enemies in the field, which I thought was a really cool thing. Like You could right. choose to run away from them or mm-hmm. try to dodge them. Uh, yeah, and it's still, I mean, it's still a turn like an active time oh, no, battle-based no, totally, totally. Game, right, yeah. turn based, but you you have to enter your commands in a certain time. Like I, I think Final Fantasy IV introduced yeah. that concept, yeah. right? Yeah. Same, the same. Obviously, Square owns owned that concept mm-hmm. and brought it to this game. But like, so unlike uh, action adventures where you see all the characters on screen, you battle them. It was more a traditional RPG. Totally. But removing all these things we had all complained about at the time, right? Like, why do I go to a separate area and yeah. to battle and these? Then, so great. And then take that to the next step with the dual tech and the triple tech. Yeah, having yeah. these attacks that two people can do at once. If oh, you yeah. if mm-hmm. you waited out and said, "Oh, wait, they're both ready now," activate and do an attack together, and yeah. they've mixed elemental properties. It was so cool sure, to see yeah. that. Um, that stuff was incredible. Like, and, and for a lot of the por- reasons you point out, too, and then in North America especially, this is one of those games in the Super Nintendo era that like the localization was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the U.S. version of this game Wouldn't know. was localized by Ted Woolsey, <laughs> uh, a little, oh, a little right. known, nine yeah. guy go te- known guy called Ted Woolsey. Who we're, I think he's at Microsoft now these yeah. days. Or was he at some point? I don't quite remember. But uh, I might be Woolsey World. Him. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, actually, Damn maybe he's not. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, but he did a fantastic job with the localization of the game, yeah. and it, yeah. it's one of those few games that you you don't ever think back on and go, "Man, that was a weird translation," or "Man, yeah. that was a strange thing." I I, uh, I was part of a group of friends who all love video games. Obviously, I've surrounded my my myself with video game fans my entire life. But this game was one of those ones where it like sort of took over my whole group of friends and I don't think everyone really knew why at first because it was like this wasn't a Final Fantasy game per se but we were all really big on games like that at the time Mm -hmm. but it was kind of just like hey this the record label that we've been buying albums from has a new band and let's go check it out Mm -hmm. everyone got really into it I remember sort of being amazed at the time and especially looking back now it still really holds up is that the sprite work is sort of like Mm -hmm. the apex of of what it could be at the time Mm -hmm. like I mean obviously we've seen pixel art games for decades ever since but so much of it so much of them owe them owe, owe things to to that game like yeah, it just yeah. i'd never really seen things that detailed yeah and, totally yeah. yeah yeah it was such a playing through it for the first time was so cool because i'd really I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to like the coverage behind it so i didn't really realize all the weird places and characters the game took you to yeah because mm-hmm. when you start off you sort of assume it's going to be this medieval thing and then <laughs> you go back even further and it's like the dark ages and you're like oh this is cool and all of a sudden you get rocketed into the future this post-apocalyptic future yeah where like humans where you can instead of resting at an inn you go into like the the those the machines. revitalizing machine yeah. where it says your HP and your MP are still recovered, but you're still, but you're still hungry. hungry. Yeah, which yes. I love because it's like, it, and it's sort of that same school with like Earthbound and you know Final Fantasy Two US, where you're yeah. like you're in space all yeah. of a sudden. It's just like I feel like a lot of we like generations of or years of RPG tropes had been happening by then, <laughs> and the people making them were like, 
maybe this doesn't have to take place in the field with a king and a knight and stuff yeah. like that. Like, maybe we go to space. Maybe or, we get a laser. Or you yeah. can have that, but you could yeah. also have this. Yeah, and take totally. it to space. And, and I you love totally that. take it to yeah. prehistoric times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I loved how that all fit together. Yeah. And, like, obviously, you know, it, it tips you off at the very beginning with the pendulum. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh, the yeah. intro that is great. It's all about time. And, yeah. and, like, it has these little back to the future Your character's named Chrono. But, yeah, I really loved how the story fit together. And there's, of course, we're not going to spoil it here, but there's a pivotal moment in the game game that I hadn't seen seen done in games before. No. You know, Wait, we, can't, we can't talk. Statue of Limitations 20 so I years. Don't, I don't think we should because I do think anyone who's listening to this uh-huh. who has not played it should be able sure. to have that moment. Right? Yeah, it does. I, I feel, it does or matter of fact, if you're that person, go away for the next five minutes Okay, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> what? So you what have expect, five minutes know? from now. Yeah, totally. Fast forward. There are buttons on your, on your iPad. Okay, let's say like, one minute. No, yeah, we're not five minutes. Three minutes. Five minutes. Three minutes. All right. <laughs> All right. Go so, away. Come back. Go away and come back. So Chrono dies. That yeah, was Chrono something like what? you didn't even give them a second to go <laughs> yeah. away. Is it go away. Come back. Chrono dies. Yeah, yeah, what the hell? That. You want three minutes? Yeah. You're wasting part of it. Yeah, <laughs> having your main character die and then have an entire set of quests that are pretty much to resurrect him is phenomenal. Uh-huh. That was oh, the best. And the way it impacts the ending of the game because you can choose to bring him back, and if you didn't, you got a different sort of outcome because mm-hmm. because you don't bring him back. There right? wasn't even enough time to cover your ears. It was half a. <laughs> Let it go, bro. Did you, did you think it was for good? Because I, when I played it, I, I thought it was for good. I thought I did something I wrong. Did. Yeah. I thought I could have gone back. I thought like I did something wrong in my playthrough. No, and that's yeah. why he died. I yeah. was with him. I was like, this is for good. Oh my god, I can't yep. believe it. This yep. is this is nuts. And that's why when they killed off Eris in like Final Fantasy VII, I was just like, she's dead. There's no way they're bringing her back. Yep. Because I was already trained by Chrono yeah. Trigger to know that. Yeah, but it was really, uh, I mean, other stuff too. Like just halfway through the game, sort of it turning it on its head. And it's like, no, Magus isn't the bad guy in the game. Lavos yep. is and being able to recruit Magus and have like Dracula on your team. Yeah. Like, oh my god, this is rad. <laughs> that was yeah. the other really And cool just moment. fill your team up with like a frog knight and a and a cave woman <laughs> and a robot and a and a nerd and a princess. And the, yeah. the fanfare yeah, music was so good. Yeah, Every time so something good. cool oh. happened to them. Yeah. Oh man. Frog's was, theme is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And and it was especially cool to see later on. Um I mean, that story was so dramatic, even though, like, I don't know if, if I read it today, if I would love it as much as I did mm-hmm. then. I mean, you've played it recently. D- does it really hold up that totally. well? In terms of 16-bit games, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, because I, I look at some video game stories now, and I go, ah, wow, I was crazy about yeah. this when I was, like, 15. I don't yeah. really care and anymore. Each, each character has a really interesting, meaty arc that you mm-hmm. can go into. There's that thing with Robo where you leave him 400 years in the past so that he can grow a forest. And you come back 400 years later, and, that, like, this massive forest has grown around him, and he's just this dead robot. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, yeah. tinker overnight, and campfire yeah. and Luca brings him back. It's and like, that oh, was the thing incredible. about the scenario design that, that I that especially love. They thought yeah. about time travel and they said, okay, what happens if you put an item in the past and then you have to go to the future to get it? Or what happens if you open the treasure chest in the past but the same chest was available in yeah. the future and you'd screw yourself out of an amazing item because you didn't know, leave that alone because you're probably going to come back yeah. to this and exact spot. And I love spot. that you could open it in the future and then go back and get it in the chest. In the, in the past so you can like, get the item twice. Yep. And you can get it in the chest. You get it in the chest. So yeah. cool. And, and when, that, you know, when, the, when that game came out, I thought for sure this is going to be a franchise that's going to be, you know, that that's just going to build on the game. Well, of course, that didn't happen, right? It turned into kind yeah. of a different type of game. Yeah, you had that Chrono radio Cross and you had that and, radio drama, Radical Dreamers, that sort of helped bridge the gap yeah. between Chrono Trigger and Cross. But, Chrono Cross was good. It wasn't nearly as good as Chrono Trigger. No, no. yeah, but, but it was radically different. I, and it I was felt hoping. strange from the beginning because it was kind of like. 
I don't know, it's almost like going from Street Fighter 2 to Street Fighter 3 where you didn't recognize anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it, it, it was probably even a more dramatic shift than that, but you looked at most of the roster and you're like, who are these do you people? Get, do you guys what's think happening? It's a good thing or a bad thing that they really haven't revisited this franchise in a very long time. I think it's a time. bad thing because yeah. if they, you know, I mean, it's good to see what's happening to Final Fantasy now, right? Yeah, yeah. right? They, they're definitely going into a different direction. Imagine a game that uses time travel to this effect in more of an open world where you know you have the same kind of city in four different versions like medieval future and stuff yeah i would it love that so freaking yeah, cool but you gotta it's daunting and you yeah. gotta do it right is it spoilery to talk about new game plus because i think our time is up no that's that's a story. i don't know mate. why don't you give them a, a fraction of a second to cover their ears <laughs> uh, somebody's yeah. still not over Bruce it Will's dead the but, whole time. Uh, so new game plus and the way this game uses it new game plus had existed before right i mean yep. you, in the original zelda there was a second quest in the original mario there were harder enemies like yeah. after you beat the game is that real and, uh, that, that i believe that's a thing really yeah i didn't know that yes no there are all the turtles are re- replaced with beetle baileys or it's the goombas i think yeah, yeah. So, something about the <laughs> yeah. game which you can't after. kill. They, yeah. All they yeah, all yeah. they do is sit there and they spin back and forth and murder you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So any uh, but, so but this but is moving different forward, but this is different because stuff. yeah. So you have all the equipment that you finish the game with, and then it becomes a challenge of okay, when do you want to finish the game? You can finish the game as soon as the game starts. You can finish the game after certain pivotal moments mm-hmm. in the story, and it unlocked so many alternate endings, yeah. and it was mm-hmm. so cool for that because it fits the whole time stream yeah. Uh, yeah, conceit, totally. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the endings, so rad. and the endings range from like super melancholy and serious to just silly to talking the developers to the rooms. Yeah. yeah, they're just uh-huh. hanging out. Hey, yeah. what's up? I yeah. made this game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, now I want to play it again. Yep. So uh, for folks, a uh, few other things. So it, it's a shame that this franchise didn't really continue in a lot of ways. I mean, there was Chrono Tra- Cross. There was also a re-release on PlayStation, which unfortunately was a crappy port yeah, for hot, the most part. Garbage. They did introduce one thing that I think was significant, though, which was those uh, animated cutscenes mm-hmm. where they like did, totally. you know did hand-drawn animated versions of the work that Akira Toyama put totally. in. And then the DS version is actually pretty much the definitive way to play this game, although it won't look that great on your new 3DS or 3DS, like just because yeah. DS emulation, the color palette gets a little washed out yeah. unless you run it in, you know, uh, pixel perfect mode. But with the minute you mm-hmm. do that, the screen's smaller and it's, it totally. just gets weird. Yeah, 16-bit RPGs are awesome to play on the go. And they added uh, a weird, like, dungeon thing to the yep. DS version. That's It was sort of crummy, but it doesn't really matter because you don't have to do it. So. Yeah. So if I went and bought this on Amazon right now, I'd be able to play it on my 3DS? Uh, you should be able to play it on yeah. your 3DS, but mm-hmm. good luck finding a copy because I believe it's out of print, which means it's going to be like you're going to have to buy it secondhand. It's on Virtual sure. Console, right? Yeah. Uh, virtual Console, Chrono for, Trigger. For Wii. Yes. For Wii. For Wii, not for Wii U. Which means yeah. I have to go into Wii mode. Yeah. Wii mode. What's that? <laughs> yeah. You don't no. have a, a, a Super NES or a Retron hooked up or no, something like no, that? No, no, um, no. I have, I, I have the Japanese version still. Yeah, on Super Famicom. Yeah, because you waited in line. I would have held on. That's to that right, man. Too. Hell yeah, um, man. But I think my daughter bit a corner out of the box. <laughs> I kind of wish someone <laughs> at a baby. Just just to pull us back around, I kind of wish box. someone at Square Enix would would kind of say, "Hey, we should get the band back together, or we should try and do this again." I mean, why not? And don't put it on mobile. Put it on a, a gaming like dedicated mm-hmm. gaming machine. But I would like it's, to see the series again. I, I think you know the only way this would work is if. Both Metal Gear and Final Fantasy work out because I think there's definitely fear, you know, in Japan to to build a game that is that big. Oh, like you the mean big for, the, RPGs, for the for the world, not for the not for mobile games, right? Like okay. you have to build a game that will succeed in the West. And mm-hmm. so with Chrono, like how many people remember it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not modern gamers probably don't know it. Yeah. Well, the the next generation of yeah, totally. Sorry, I'm buying Chrono Folks. Trigger for DS right now. Are you for buying three dollars on Amazon Prime? Oh, nice. So it looks Very like cool. they fulfill it. 
Awesome. Yeah, awesome. That's very you cool. Wow. It's it. so good. We just saw another copy. You just witnessed the purchase. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, or you got to hear it. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about Chrono Trigger before we move on? No, no but if people are sad that you know they can't play this game, maybe we can give them another one to play. Oh, we Segway. can. So why don't you talk about... Uh, oh, Segway. Uh, pats oh. on the back. The worst. Uh, it's like I'm channeling Destin right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, you are. Uh, so why don't you tell the folks what you have for them today? So um, thanks to Yuichi, who was here at our live event uh, who works at Konami uh, he's install base on, on Twitter so give him a shout out uh, he gave us a couple of codes to give away oh nice for fans of the Castlevania franchise okay. so yeah so I'm gonna, gonna we're gonna read a so couple which throughout games? the show all four so Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance Sorrow Moon Dracula X so code wow. for each one of them so wow. if you uh, if you are one of the early listeners um, here's here's your code so let's see if you can beat everybody else um, it's uh, A06 PL5 AF3 927 4DWU. Good luck. Rewind that. W. We'll give, uh, give away another one. So this is for Harmony of Dissonance. Good game. Okay. Enjoy. All right. That's there's, a really there's, good right now, Virtual console Wii U. There's a guy like pulling his car over as fast as possible that connects yeah. his 3DS to something. <laughs> and and, and, and 50,000 really angry people. Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's gone. How dare yeah. you? Yep. All right, so then uh, why don't we talk about some games we've been playing then since we're moving on from Chrono Trigger. Uh, we've reviewed Codename Steam this mm-hmm. week. I can talk a little bit about that. I know Brian has started it, pair played it a little bit as well. Yes. And most of us have played Mario Party 10. So yeah. I think we can talk I about that as well. Yet. All right, you have it. Okay, yeah. so then you can ask a lot of questions then to try and keep us going. Sure, I, or I can cover my ears with half a second. <laughs> no, there's no spoilers <laughs> in Mario Party spoilers. 10. There's Please. a party? What are you talking <laughs> There's actually a and Mario party. Mario is invited. <laughs> All right. So, Mario dies. <laughs> so let's start with Codename Steam. Uh, yeah. So it's reviewed on IGN, 7.9. Mm-hmm. Uh, good game. You Definitely were torn. a good game. A very, very, very torn on this game. So I, I bumped into Jose in the office a couple of times, and each time he's like, ah. What should I give it? Because really like this and this and this, but man, they make you wait for yeah. every turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, it sounds like from what I've played, I I respect your opinion on this one. I think okay. uh, you know there's a lot to like in that game, but there's this one flaw that keeps it just keeps it from greatness. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Which, but it feels like is, a, which, uh, well, alien, we've talked about it, but alien movement is definitely one of them, right? The idea mm-hmm. that you know you are waiting for the enemy's turn, which for a game like this that is understandable. It's a turn-based game, but when the turn takes a while and you're just not seeing a lot of aliens that are way off in the distance moving, you do get this feeling that even though they're building suspense, suspense excuse me, with sound and with like creepy noises and things crawling, you are still left with, man, I just want to take my turn. Yeah. And, and there's a couple reasons for that, though, because there is a lot you can do, and the more you play, the more stuff you unlock. Like, each character has a unique thing that they can do, and you really do want to sit there and exploit and try to combine those abilities in the best way you can. I think the times when it works are when you're kind of you're standing somewhere in the level, you have no idea what's around the next corner, so you hear all the noises, and you know there's something lurking, but you don't know where. The times it doesn't work when it's like, you're like almost at the end of the level, and you're like, I know there's just one freaking little doggy alien out there, yeah, and and it just takes forever for does. that thing to complete its 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 turn, and there really isn't a reason for it. Like I don't know whether they artificially inflated the length, but let me just hold the R button like in the the little me games and so there was out, a, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. there was a report on the web that if you held the select button, it would slightly increase mm-hmm. the or uh, decrease mm-hmm. the amount of time. Now I don't buy it so much though because this is a turn based game and 
it's not moving the same. Like every time you encounter, if you replay a map, the aliens are not moving to the same locations every time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if there is a way to kind of track that. Yeah. Unless you were able to see exactly how many pieces were moving at once. I don't know if I'd buy that somewhere. Yeah, I, I always like the way games like Advance War did it, where you would just you'd take your turn and then you would see them and it would move super quickly. Yeah, Fire Emblem yeah, does that too. Yeah, totally. And yeah. then sometimes yeah. there would be that fog of war and it would mm-hmm. be like this cartoon cat and dog fight where you're like, you hear all this stuff going on inside and you're like, I hope they don't pop out and kill me and then they would. <laughs> yeah. um, I like that. Like I noticed the same thing playing the game where I was just like, I really love how active this is for a turn-based mm-hmm. game. I, I love that it it pops into a like third-person shooter at times. Like That's really mm-hmm. smart. Like They sped up the whole process and then... They don't. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. It seems very yeah. odd to take so many elements of that genre and speed them up and make them so hands-on and then mm-hmm. slow it to a crawl every now and then. And yeah. then the, the Overwatch moments work well, too. You know, yeah. when they you're like, awesome. oh, I know this guy's going to come around the corner, so you reserve steam. So, you know, yeah. even when it's not your turn, you're attacking the enemy when, when the enemy comes around the corner and all you unsuspectingly. Can get, yeah, and you can get Overwatch, too. And what I do yeah. like is that there's no way for you to know that the enemy you're looking at is in Overwatch right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Some people might find that annoying. I actually find that awesome because yeah. – if he is an Overwatch, because of the real-time element, so there's a, there's an action point movement system here, right, where there's a certain number of steam units you have, and that dictates how far you can move or if you how many times you can use your mm-hmm. weapon or if you can do both, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it absolutely is interesting to me, though, that when you do walk up to someone and you see the red light coming because they're an Overwatch, in a moment of Twitch gameplay, like I had a shotgun and this guy was getting his Overwatch on me. I was like, oh God, pulled the trigger, took him out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. You can take him out quickly, but you have to be fast. Um, and there really are some cool. later maps that I really liked the design and what was happening. There was one involve, involving a boss uh, who was sitting in the center of the room and when he comes to life and when he doesn't and you trying to kind of make sure he's looking the right way so you can Overwatch the ever-living you know what out of him and then also on your turn take him down so it was really really good like i enjoyed it a lot can you stop acting surprised what? please um <laughs> i want to know what you what you scared it's, out of him uh whatever oh. uh but moving moving forward the uh, steam he scared the oh, steam yeah, he scared <laughs> the steam out of him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saw it all come come free um so that stuff's really dope uh, yeah. it is really hard though that game yeah, ramps really up is. and gets hard really fast. i was actually really surprised about that i was getting killed off like in the mm-hmm. you know not immediately but a few stages it's and okay, i was like you can you can admit. Baby I'll tell Yeah, the, the moment first I started. Level. First guy. Mm-hmm. Just murdered me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It scared uh, the steam out of me. I like I like uh, a couple things. I like how weird the game is. Yeah. Like I like that it pulls these uh, like things from American Tall Tales and American history as yeah. its characters. Um, I like the fact that it was announced and came out within like eight or nine months. Yeah. Which we yeah. don't really get anymore. Like it was announced the last E3 and it's already mm-hmm. out now. That's great. Like, I like yeah. that it's yeah. a new IP. I like that, that it's a new I love that it's yeah. a new IP. Within Absolutely. within like we have we have Codename Steam and we have Splatoon mm-hmm. happening around the same time and they're both brand new games for Nintendo Which kind of in, don't get in that often sort of in new genres yeah totally yeah. not at all I mean I think yeah. that's the one the one thing we get kind of get upset with Nintendo is that for all the times they're familiar and wonderful and nostalgic mm-hmm. they're also sort of like they iterate a lot on sure. what they do which is totally. fine when they have new I ideas I do think though it's easy to look over uh, overlook some of the IPs that they do take risks on like there is Pushmo there was Sakura Samurai like these are oh, sure. boxed products sure. and these Captain are things Toad that you're as well see. you know yeah. like the Captain, spin-offs yeah a spin-off sure. idea totally. yeah. but um, I think totally. this one this one's one of those like Damn it, Mark. <laughs> this is one of those like two of them. This episode. It's like, hey, Nintendo has a new IP. Cool. What is it? It's a steampunk turn-based game where presidents fight robots. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah. 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 Well, and it, with it, Amiibo yeah. support, like it's yeah. so weird. And what so I weird. like about the story and the art style and the presentation is that it very much follows the logic of a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. where they yeah. don't have to explain anything to you. Where Lincoln, and we mentioned this last week, but like the first time you run into Lincoln, he's like, "Yeah, those reports you heard were totally not true," or like something like that. Like they they don't even bother to explain like the, the, whatever happened at the at the movie the, at the theater with yeah, John yeah, Wells yeah. Booth, like not a thing, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do notice over time, even though it is kind of tropey in terms of the characters and what they can do, or, or it, you can even say stereotypes to some degree, like mm-hmm. they do hang on some of that stuff. Um, that it turns into st- the group steam turns into like this multinational like group of alien hunters essentially mm-hmm. like it's really strange but yeah. it, it's fun and there's like uh, lots of female characters believe it or not I re- a couple I re- we still can't talk I about I really like the Saturday morning cartoon comparison I think that totally yeah it reminds me of uh, cops mm-hmm. like fighting crime in the future yeah, time or something totally, like that totally. yeah it's like, just like Ninja ridiculous. Turtles Thundercats just like a weird group of like ragtag and they don't even explain why they're there or why they're doing it but yeah, yeah no, the art, the art direction is really cool. Like, yeah. I really appreciate it. I, I'm like, I don't usually look to my 3ds for like, cell shaded polygon style games, mm-hmm. but like it, act, they pull it off. They there's they figured out ways to do that. So yeah, um, I think it looks cool. Like having even just like a Martha Amiibo in there. Like seeing that in that cartoon art style is cool. Yeah, for some reason I heard if you, you have say one. Martha Amiibo. Yeah, Martha the Amiibo. Martha yeah. Amiibo. Martha Stewart the Amiibo. <laughs> okay. All right, so then we have also been playing Mario Party 10, yeah. which, uh, okay, here we go. So is it, how's the party? What What's the deal? Like, is this the one? First one made by Nintendo in a very long time. I didn't mm-hmm. even know that. Yeah, Nintendo yeah, yeah. usually outsources or oh, has right. outsourced a bunch of Mario Party games. No more Party Hudson. Yeah, no more Hudson. Hudson. Even uh, the mm-hmm. last 3DS one, I don't know who made it, but I know it wasn't that good. So are you playing a pair with your kids? Yeah, we played a little Why bit. Why don't you leave um, off? Haven't, haven't had it that long. But um, yeah, played play with the kids. Uh, we tried the first the Amiibo mode, which you know you use basically an Amiibo to unlock it on the menu. It's locked. Um, I, I've seen some complaints about that, but Mario is bundled in. Yeah. Right. With mm-hmm. Mario Party, I'm sure they'll be separate releases, but so you, you're gonna have it no matter what when you buy that standard edition. Yeah. Um, and uh, that one, you, you seem more excited about that mode than I was because like it, it feels a little, it, it feels a little generic. You know. Yeah. And it, I wasn't, I wasn't, conv- I was kind of struggling with the UI and like it, it doesn't do a good job at kind of explaining to you like why you would scan your amiibo yeah. until you get going. Once you so get going with the, the game, it yeah. makes sense. The thing they take for granted with this mode is that they kind mm-hmm. of expect you to have in your living room sort of a coffee table. You're all yep. gathered around the coffee table mm-hmm. um, with the gamepad on that table and your amiibo. You have your controller to play and your amiibo to play. Yep. And Does so everyone have their own controller? Everyone has their own Wii remote. Does everyone have their own coffee table? Everyone has their own Amiibo. That's exactly what I, I was thinking. I thought this was going to be a pass the gamepad kind yeah. of game because that makes it easier to scan yeah. your Amiibo and stuff. It's not. And it's so the, not. The, control, the, the gamepad sort of works as like a, bo- a bo- the game board. In theory. It's stationary. Yeah. In theory. But, but you yeah. still look at the TV. It's That's where the main it's, action it's, is. It's an yeah. interaction point. Because but you so don't pick you, it up. You you can pass it around. We actually in the Mario Party games I have played, we pass it around because you we don't, don't have a coffee table. <laughs> no, they have <laughs> San Francisco. They have a, ten people do yeah. not have coffee tables. But yeah. you're also holding a remote. We love a our Wii remote. No, no, but you, so you're holding your Wii remote. You have the gamepad on the table. You have your your amiibo nearby, and you have to scan in your amiibo if you're going to use a token. If you're going to put a token in play, your amiibo can store a token, and that token can do different things. For example, if you want to roll five dice, or let's say you want to mess up everyone's strategy and use a warp pipe that's going to change everyone's positions mm-hmm. on the map, things like that. So you would scan in the amiibo. 
to the gamepad, then put it down, then take your turn, which requires you to scan the amiibo to roll the dice, and then take it off for them to spin out. Um, actually, you can roll the dice without touching the amiibo to it, I think. If you touch the amiibo to the gamepad, you, they just spin faster. You, you so, can, and by the way, you yeah. can mix and match. Like, not everybody needs an amiibo. So yeah. let me ask, like, let you, me can, ask you, you can just borrow a character, too. Does yeah. this take one of the already historically slowest video games in the world and slow it down even more? It, or It I, becomes more of a board game. Okay. Yeah. You know, but, like, it, it sounds annoying. It's not quite as annoying as okay. it sounds because... Yeah. I'm interested you, in it, obviously. If you treat it like a board game where, like, you're picking up the, the you know the dice and rolling it it's the similar similar kind of actions sure it just it isn't it isn't as fine-tuned as i'd love it to be sure. it's, yeah interesting but it's a it's an interesting take i was actually expecting it to be much more kind of like the board games that use television screens as a companion yep. but it is still mario party where you know you go into a mini game and you fu- you square off so you need your remotes um yeah still to and compete. i will say it moves at a pretty brisk pace like mm-hmm. there is scanning involved and once you get used to having to do that i think it just gets a little faster but um i do appreciate that amiibo party even though it is a straightforward board mm-hmm, where you're mm-hmm. just traveling in a circle it's way more like the original mario party um that there is sort of thought behind how quickly it moves that said it does take a while to load things did you notice that yeah yeah it takes a, a bit longer than i thought it should to yep. be can, honest can you play with pro controllers instead of uh Wii no it's Wii remotes it's because some Wii of the remotes. games require motion uh, so they have you using that yeah. so that's my um, next question how are the mini games I think they're okay so far. Um, I, I can't say they're extraordinary. The ones that involve motion range from good to, eh, I don't, I'm not quite sure. For example, there's one where you're balancing on top of a ball and you're playing soccer and you have to like rotate the Wii remote in order to move back and forth. Why and you are end we up, like, still doing that? Why do they still like make this? us do that? Is, be- yeah. Because it would be like that mode, it, that game would be too easy if it was directional controlled. You need so? that kind of, yeah. They like, want it to be wacky. The, like you're basically balancing the Wii remote to make the ball run into different directions. So like mm-hmm. it kind of needs that, and it, it that one was fun to play. I really like there's the a golf one where have oh, you seen that yeah, one? You swing. There's a golf tee, and like either a ball appears or a bomb, and like all four characters need to swing, but not swing when the bomb is there. Yeah, so it's like really fun. frantic. Yeah. But you they swing don't. And it blows up in they don't place. go full cheese ball where you're like holding the remote like a golf yeah. club. Mm-hmm. You're you're just kind of like. Yeah, flicking yeah, your the yeah, actions swatting. are very simple. Like there's one with a uh, volleyball bump and set. So if this was a four-player game, me and Pear would be one team. You uh, and Marty would be another team. You and I, Brian, would set the the ball. So we would spike. We would use the controller in sort of an upwards motion, and then Marty or Pear whoever's on our respective team would smack it down okay. for the spike. And you basically, like, there are team games based like that, too, that are pretty okay and use motion, at least in simple enough ways. But that said, you still have to have some timing, which some people don't have. Sure. I haven't found a true kind of hit where where it's say, hey, that's that's a really good mini game that I could see myself playing over and over. Like, some of the yeah. puzzle games in the older games were, well, there were some, some really cool kind of, takes on Tetris in the past. Totally, yeah. But this one, there may be some. I just haven't discovered all okay, of them Okay, have you yet. played Bowser Party yet? Uh, I've Bowser played Party Bowser Party is yeah. totally the Per Schneider troll-fessional uh, so game. You Bowser totally is a real be, troll, man. Yeah, you, yeah. It's, it's made for you, dude. Like, absolutely. So like, there's <laughs> one that he's spinning a hamster wheel, and if uh, and you can stop the hamster wheel at any time, and the four characters who are inside are either running or stopping. And the reason they do that is because they don't want to hit the two hazards that are either in front or behind them. Oh, what and a so, sick... It's such a troll. It's sick so man. What's, what's the gist of Bowser Motive? It's Bowser Party. Everybody Bowser Party. sits in one car. It's almost like an amusement park ride, right? <clears throat> yep, yep. Like everybody, all players are together in one car. They still compete against each other. But like you roll the, you, you know, you, you roll the dice 
and you move um, you move together, and everything happens to you together. So, for example, um, when you look at the gamepad, there's a picture Bowser there. There's an animated Bowser on the gamepad. You just kind of prop it up on the stand or something, and he's behind six bars. Each bar corresponds to one uh, one result on the die. Mm-hmm. Right, so like when somebody rolls a one, one bar goes away. When somebody rolls a two, the second yeah. one goes away. And so wow. like in the end, there's only one bar left. Have you seen that? Yeah, but this is in uh, regular Mario Party, not in Bowser Party. Oh, I thought that no. was in Bowser Party. No, that oh, okay. was from regular. Oh. So they both follow the same car structure. Yeah. But in Bowser Party, the player as Bowser is on the gamepad, and he is rolling separate dice after all four turns because his job is to catch up to them. And the second he does, you launch a Bowser minigame where it's the four players versus Bowser. That said, uh, this continues until the end of the game. And at the end, at the castle, Bowser Jr. will come out. And if Bowser doesn't make it there, their objective is to get the star. So what Bowser can do is Bowser Jr. shows up, two enemies show up next to him. Bowser Jr. secretly gives one of them the star, and the players have to choose who has it of the three. Oh, wow. I see. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's a really – I thought that was a fun twist on the ending. Yeah. Uh, it still has that element of chance, but at least gives, like, Bowser a chance to mm-hmm. still win the game. Um, and, and the regular mode still has that chance factor, too, where you get an award for, like, if you're the slowest player yeah, or something. Yeah, but yeah. the sure. regular mode is still bundling everyone in a car, which I agree with you is a mistake. Yeah. I think that a board game where you're all working together like that way, but you're competitive, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, I don't I, know. I played like. Have you ever played like a board game called Pandemic? Like that makes yeah. more sense where there's a where there's a co-op element because we're all trying to save the world in this board game. Like mm-hmm. there are diseases and you all spread out to different parts of the world in order to I, help cure it. In this, you're still trying to win it all. Yeah. So yeah. I don't see why bundling you together works. That's the, the so I I like the I like the boards where you go into different directions and I don't know maybe they did this to to speed it up right so it's easier to understand you don't need to wait for any player because you're all together in the in the same area maybe that's why they did it mm-hmm. right you remember <clears throat> like you could decide whether you go left or right in the old games yeah. here you all make that decision together effectively I mean whoever is at the draw gets to make that decision for everybody else hmm. and people may go may say no don't go that way why yeah. are you doing that but I do like the I do like the caged Bowser element because you it builds this tension right like you know you can pick whatever um whatever die you use um so sometimes you have a player may have only a die left that has one and one to three numbers on it and like bowser is in a cage with just the bar number one yeah and so you're like oh my god there's now this big risk that you're gonna release him and everybody's gonna get screwed well yeah and you'll lose your stars as a result the player did it but what i love too is that every time you roll and you roll a number that has already been marked off of that bar you just hear bowser on the gamepad complaining if the sounds are like so (laughs) So it's like having turns he's like pounding on it like let me out it's really cool in that respect very clever because it's yeah it's very clever and it feels like there was conscious effort made to make the gamepad a detraction even when you're doing everything yeah. else. Even uh, in Bowser Party mode, when the player who's playing as Bowser, while everyone is rolling their die and taking their turn, on the gamepad is just Bowser's hand, and there are three dice, three or four dice sitting there, and he just rolls them back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it doesn't do anything. And it does, I don't understand why it's there, but it, it was definitely uh, an aesthetic choice that they made. Yeah. yeah, and then the trolling is great. Like, one thing, I'm not going to give away what happens, but, like, and wait, if you, you come encounter... Come back in a minute, and we'll... <laughs> <laughs> if you know, but if you... And it's not. Yeah. If you encounter Bowser... Um, 
there's a little roulette going on what he's going to inflict on you. Yeah. It could be like ha- like cutting everybody's stars in half. Then you compete in a mini game. The winner gets the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the, there's also the opposite where like you need to lose a <clears throat> mini game to win, which is a really cool twist. Yeah. Yeah. Because like sometimes it's hard to lose because like you need to bump into enemies and your friends are in the way of you yeah. actually doing that. Yeah. So that's really clever. Yeah. There's one thing where it says uh, he's going to give you 10,000 stars. So one of the roulette options. That uh, used to be from back in the day. And then mm-hmm. he just sort of would, st- like in Mario Party 1 and 2 mm-hmm. when he used to yeah. play. And then he would just stare at you for a second and then just jump off screen. Uh, <laughs> like, I always thought that, like, liar. I don't know if they thought that was funny. Like, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. He would just sort of stand there and be like, uh, and then like bounce, like someone bouncing on challenge. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's different here, but again, yeah. it's, uh, it's it has these fun little moments where you can tell the game has a total sense of humor. And like, you know, just... Even though a lot of the mini games were familiar, they do get tense and fun. Yeah, totally. like yeah. they and and graphically, it definitely is a new mm-hmm. era yeah. of Mario Party. Looks good. A lot of of callouts to current Mario too. Like you see your three D like, world, is, like Bowser Train. Oh, you know, cool. See, like is like Rosalina in the game. Rosalina's yes. in the game and other characters. Uh, and other you characters. have that amiibo. Yeah. Uh, well, you, know, you don't need her game. to play Rosalina, mm-hmm. but you do need do you do need it to unlock her board at the start of the game. So it's funny too because you need an amiibo party. You need need amiibo to unlock a style of board to play on and you can actually swap out one of the it's cut into like four pieces um, and you can swap out the different parts but while you play amiibo party you can get a token that says okay you can unlock a portion of the board to be the DK's portion of the board even if you don't have a DK amiibo so you really only need one amiibo to get that mode started and I think other players can use do they get the cardboard cutout version have you noticed that yeah you get if you only have one amiibo the other players can still pick that character but cardboard yeah but you just need an amiibo to unlock it (laughs) strange choice though is that you always have to unlock the mode it's always locked every time you start the game so when we that interaction right to make sure that you actually have an amiibo to play it 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 is a little cheesy that board piece are behind amiibos but yeah. like it's a uh, I, I just you know like for me it finally gives a little bit more value to yeah. them that yeah it, I mean it'd be cool intrinsic. if they had like even just if it was a very basic layout or a randomized basic layout mm-hmm. and then no matter what amiibo you put on it, that was just what the background is. Yeah. So the background is yeah. F-Zero or the background yeah. is yeah. Zelda. Not even like, it doesn't impact the games, it doesn't impact like interactions, it's just like, hey, you're playing on a circle, but it's a circle inside of, you know, yeah. we, oh, the Wii Fit Trainer Mute Studio. City or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. when you guys played amiibo mode, did you actually have like all seven amiibos out that, that I, work with it? We didn't. Uh, well, some of them aren't out yet, like, uh, you know, Wario and those guys. Sure. Um, but uh, you're talking about the six that they like sent yeah, over. Yeah. Um, I didn't use all six. Uh, have you? No, we we made, we had we used two only. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's but, only um, up to four players. Amiibo party. W- w- what's funny, by the way, and I wanted to see what would happen if you didn't have four amiibos mm-hmm. when we were playing amiibo. Um, what's what's funny is like when you have the cardboard characters on the board, mm-hmm. somebody rolls the in that it's three dice, rolls them, it can knock the characters well, it can over. Knock any you character know, over. It's yeah, really cool, that. right? Like. And on, on, like it interacts and stuff falls over. Yeah, yeah and on the yeah. amiibo front, um, the bases on the digital versions are customizable. So as you play, you unlock. For example, last night, uh, my friend's wife unlocked a gold base for Princess Peach. Hmm. He unlocked a tire that he has his Luigi sitting on top of. Oh, so cool. the base portion is customizable. I kind of wish that extended to the the actual physical piece, but hmm. I mean, I don't know what the logistics are for something like that. Magic, you know? magic. Yeah. You have to use magic yeah, or, spray, yeah. um, or spray paint. But, but you notice the uh, the in-game models um, for the characters 
characters match the new Mario Party Amiibo, yes. except for, of course, Rosalina, who's not the Smash no, Brothers so Rosalina. Rosalina. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, some other characters, yeah, they don't have that look, and so it makes you inevitably wonder, absolutely, Rosalina's. There's yes. probably more Super Mario series Amiibo on the which, way. Which then makes sense, like, if the first Rosalina was a limited edition character. I was going to throw my wallet US. at the camera, but I don't have <laughs> it. <laughs> There'll be more. That's because we've but, taken it away from you. <laughs> No, we so, needed intervention. So Jose, I mean, initial impressions were like it. It's it's not the it's not a reboot of Mario Party where they completely changed everything. Even yeah. though they put all the characters into one car now, right, I agree with you. It still has that those moments when when you're playing with the CPU where you just just like in Codename Steam, you just want to say hurry up. You know. So that's weird because last night, uh, even playing I'm in impatient. Amiibo Party, you, you're really impatient mm-hmm. then because Rosalina was the CPU uh, player last night in Amiibo Party, and I swear she was moving like she she had to go like that was it. It was quick choices and everything so I don't know why you're seeing that let me give you an example like in, was this in like regular Mario Party mode because yeah Amiibo it was Party in regular was Mario not Party a problem mode. yeah they, because they, they were moving because they had choices to be made more choices to be made in that I mean, mode you're playing as well. tokens in this one in the Amiibo Party yeah. so I don't know or maybe I'll I'm double just, check maybe, maybe I'm just impatient maybe you are just um, impatient but like it's it's also it's kind of the AI on the um on the CPU players is kind of comical, right? There's like a, have you seen the kind of the memory game where you're fighting a boss and in order to fight the boss, you have to pick cards. Yes. So they put down, like, let's say you're fighting one of the Hammer Brothers, I Mm -hmm. think, right? And they they put these cards on on the table that have either, you know, three attack points, two or one. Uh, fireballs that you shoot at them and then they flip the cards over and so all players have to remember where all the good cards are and where the crappy cards are yeah which yeah. is really clever but what happens then is the the boss will like stomp on the ground and certain cards go away so if you were sitting there going like oh the lower three are the three cards and then he stomps they all go away you're like crap yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know like and what yeah. happens is the CPU when the CPU chooses a card goes like this it goes really slow. I didn't, it's see, just like, I didn't, why? I didn't see any of this. This, just, is, this is really interesting. Oh, On my great. end, it has been moving at a brisk pace. But see? I didn't see that minigame. Instead, I did one with a giant blooper, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the squids uh, mm-hmm. from the Mario world. And uh, it was underwater. And there were sort of half cards in front of the players. There are three half cards. So it could be half of a mushroom, half of a fire flower. Or actually, they would all match. So it would be half mushrooms or half fire flowers or whatever. Yeah. And then... There's this trench where the blooper is sitting, and there are inside of bubbles the other halves of other cards. So you'll see like half a Koopa shell or half a half a fl- fire flower, and you have to with the pointer just grab and finish them off. And as you finish them off, uh, finish the card off, basically complete it. So like two mm-hmm. halves of the mushroom rather, and then that card will come to life and attack the blooper. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you guys are just making up mini games, which I love. Or not. These are there's, a, what what there's a hamster wheel, and then like yeah. the, there's yeah. a mushroom boy who's running yeah. after you. There's one where you have yeah. It's 30 seconds and Birdo has to eat a whole yeah, car. There's this mini game where you have to take a <laughs> oh my Actually, God. there's this mini game where you have to take a break on the Rawr. podcast. So we should take that right now. Oh. When we come back, let's talk about some news. Stay with us. Welcome back. Jose Otero here with Brian Altano. <laughs> Mighty Sleva <laughs> and Pear, Mighty Sleva and Pear oh, Schneider. Uh, I didn't want to give Altano time to look at his phone. <laughs> so we are going to talk about some news today. First of all, the gold Super Mario Amiibo is not delayed. It's Apparently, not delayed. There were reports that uh, Walmart sent out some emails saying, hey, this may not be arriving at this date. 
I think it's the same email I got in December regarding like the second wave of uh, the Smash Amiibo set, where it's yeah. like, hey, this shipment has been pushed back. Um, but Walmart, in a statement to IGN, the uh, spokesperson said, Mario Amiibo fans will see gold on March 20th, 2015. Walmart.com pre-order customers may have seen an incorrect availability date in their account, and we're in the process of correcting that order information to assure fans there are no delays. Uh, see, Amiibo I was... I was able to pre-order one this morning. Well, I was going to get to that. And, and that, that date is still stuck in April. Mm-hmm. Oh, it still yeah, says April? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to ask, do you have one yet? Who's gotten one? If not, uh, what are your so, chances of getting one? Uh, so first of all, I want to say thank you to the NVC Facebook group. Go yep. join that group. Be active in there. Because on the day we did NVC Live, the, those pre-orders went up like four times, but we were all running around scrambling all day. And I went in the group, and I <laughs> never do this, but I went in there and I said, hey, if anyone got an extra one, I'll buy it off you. Or I'll send you a big care package, I'll, I'll whatever you need me to do. And a bunch of people reached out to me. So it turns out I may not need your help after all because Parrish Schneider, who <laughs> runs this company, ran over to me like a five-year-old, like, they're available for pre-order right now. I was like, Oh my God, I dropped everything. I went to Walmart.com, which I luckily was logged into already. That is the saddest. Yeah. Why are you logged in? I was logged because why? Because you never know, man. So you got to have a bullet in the when, chamber when, just in when, case when, you got to shoot. When the, Rosalina, when the Rosalina pre-order page showed up on Target, Brian Altano said on this podcast that he would refresh that page a hundred times a day. Yep. So this is what we're dealing with. I just want to set this in context for you because you sit by us. You hear us occasionally talk about this. Occasionally. It used to be worse. Used to be Don't worse. even. When Series 1 and Series 2 were coming, every other day you'd hear us talk about Amiibo. Lately, it's a little less. No, we're in the we're in the phase of addiction where we're now we're apologizing to our loved ones and seeking support. <laughs> and plus, it's the Mario Party ones, too. They're not as yeah, hot not as, the as the Smash Brothers ones. But, but it's gold. He was, he, was not, <laughs> but he was not exaggerating. It's exactly what happened. I ran. It was yeah. funny. So Everybody was in a meeting. Wait, yeah. there was Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Go, go, go. What took you so long to send the text? Because you send the text and I'm in the meeting too. Well, I and I go, pre-order well, first. Well, wait yeah, a minute. man, you got to get so, yours first. Yeah. And so I jump in and it's like to receive an alert, click here. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. And I send them back. I didn't get one. And they're like, well, we did. And I'm mm-hmm. like, great. That's why you don't go to No, meetings. I sent it really quickly. I think they did just you know? go so fast. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, we, okay. So for anyone listening who hasn't gotten one, what are their chances of getting one, you think? Like, is it? I think they're more coming out. Yeah. I think check Every day, so. I think they're they're rolling out more and they're opening the pre-orders. Sometimes it's a fake out. It's like Bowser trolling you. Mm-hmm. Like you think you have it in your cart and then it goes. Mur, mur. He stares at you and just yeah. disappears. But it was like it's <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> it's oh, like this, this, this whole thing is so dumb. So I I run I run to Walmart.com, which is like why why would I even be there? Uh, and I'm buying this gold amiibo and it goes. That's not your password. And it's, it's it's super calm about it. It's like, I'm sorry, you forgot your password. Why don't you put it in? Uh-huh. I was like, I'm typing it in. <laughs> so I, I get through, and then it starts pinwheeling, and it's just like, just checking out your credentials, making sure your credit card. I'm like, just buy the damn thing! Because the last 10 times someone sent me a link to that thing, it's been like, in stock. And I click, and it's like, oops, out of stock. And it's some kid, so it's like, whoopsies, couldn't find. And I'm like, uh-huh. I hate you. It doesn't I'm exist. Pun- he's done, I'm punching the screen and stuff uh-huh. like that. So this is pinwheeling, and it's going through. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. And it's like, thanks. We'll be sending it to you soon. And I was like, yeah! 
and I run yeah. over to Pear and I'm and yelling my, and screaming. Mine, I'm at the checkout oh, and goes, that what that was? Yeah. and it goes, which address would you like to send this to? <laughs> LA. I'm like, I haven't lived in LA for 10 <laughs> like, years. Don't sure, I'll deal with it later. Tokyo. <laughs> I'll drive there. <laughs> All right, that's really uh, cool. Well, I don't have it yet. I don't know if I'm going to even try anymore. Well, like, I part think, of me is, is wow. checked out. He's been broken. <laughs> I, th- I, think I think this is how you protect so your sanity. We, we also didn't talk about, and I, I want to keep it moving because we we spend way too much time on this podcast talking about Amiibo lately. I think the Super Mario series Amiibo, we've seen them. So we've what do you them. think of them? We've held them. Yeah, they're great. For the first time. Do you think they're as good as the Smash set? Is the Smash set superior? I think the Smash set has more detail. Totally. In some characters more than others. Like yeah. you especially notice like the denim of Mario's jeans are just gone. Yeah. In the in the Super Mario Amiibo series. It's yeah. yeah, it's very it's an aesthetic, very deliberate decision, but it is something that you you finally sort of realize the simplicity behind a Nintendo 3D model when you see the Mario Amiibo um, as as a standalone and not the Smash one, which is a lot more action. The, for the Mario Amiibo is like if I had kids and they're like, I want Amiibo. And I was like, cool, here's yours. Daddy gets the good ones up on the yeah. shelf with the LED lights above them. Like, yeah. I want the ones that somebody actually painted the shading around Mario's butt cheeks and the, the patterns on wow. his clothes. Yeah, because you know like those that. are all handcrafted. They're all handmade. There's no way they there's... come from a sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> they they are um they they are actually more accurate. If you yeah. look at the yeah. new Mario Amiibo, um the uh, uh the stances the you know they don't the require they, really the good. poses yeah. are better they they're sturdier definitely yeah. they're more kid friendly mm-hmm. but the eye placement is better. Yeah. Like some of the the wave one especially like Diddy Kong I don't know what's going on with that guy's eyes. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got cuckoo for cocoa he's pies. got his mind. He's <laughs> yeah. got major lazy eye going on. And um some of the other characters too you just can't see them because they look down. So with the Mario ones they're much more accurately painted yeah. and yeah. lined up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they lack that detail. Yeah. They're also yeah. like, and then there's I don't no think texture on Bowser either. He doesn't have that same no, kind no. of yeah. uh, and lizard I don't think, texture. Um, you know, sort of having less detail is necessarily bad. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I've I've been fine so far with Amiibo across the board in terms of the Smash series and even this this Mario. I mean, I, I will admit it's less detail, but I don't think it looks no, terrible. Totally. I think they, Toad uh, looks like you look at Toad; it looks completely fine. Looks it's great. just because you have that comparison between the yeah. Smash uh, and the the Mario yeah. Party. Check yeah. out uh, Mark Ryan, who's on our Tech Fetish podcast, is a really great uh, image gallery of all the side by sides of all. He's yeah. an actual yeah. photographer, so it looks yeah. incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that really gives it. you a good example of size differences and and sort of detail differences. One yeah. thing I noticed between Peach and a especially Bowser, is that they're sort of comically pushing the limit of how much they can fit on one yeah. of those little Amiibo Huge. servers. Bowser looks like an elephant perching on a thimble. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, he's it's like a foot and a half wide, and he's like, oh, and it's like, your feet are not even on that yeah. thing. You're I, just standing on a coin. Yeah, I got them don't all, want to sit next to him. Yeah. I, I got them all lined up on a little stand, and yeah. like, it's tough to get the new Bowser to fit, because his hand is like in somebody else's nose. Yeah. Like, he's that wide, he's like, like oh, You got oh, a yeah. set too? Huh? Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, get them all, man. They're wow. beautiful. That, that, um, that GM money. That's all it is. <laughs> all right, in other, in other Amiibo news, uh, the eShop has a listing, uh, f- the listing for Splatoon on the eShop, excuse me, references Amiibo. So this was spotted by someone on Twitter that under the related software category, Amiibo is listed, even though on the on the mm-hmm. page there is no other mention of it anywhere. First of all, this is no shit like surprise to me. Yeah. I'm sorry, like I have mm-hmm. to say, like of course Amiibo is going to be integrated <laughs> into Splatoon. Why wouldn't it? It's selling yeah. well. My question to you guys, though, what should it do? What will it do? Do you think Splatoon is will get its own Amiibo set with that game? I don't think it does. I, I just think the IP is too new for something. I like want that, that cat. 
This yeah, I totally Judd the cat. Want that cat. Judd the cat, the judge is amazing. He's like, great. He's, really cool. he's like yeah. this really morbidly obese, lethargic cat with a uh, bow tie made of hair. Yeah, yeah. I want him to be laying down on the pad so that he's just like twice as wide. And as he's, the, yeah, he's the just like, or he's just yeah. like sleeping sadly, I, lynching. Yeah, up the I, side I of mean, it. I think I think it's very serious about Amiibo right now, but I don't know if Splatoon fits that. I quite think it's that the way. the t-shirt designs and stuff. I think they'll unlock just like in Mario Kart, like the skins for. The players or something, totally. you know, like so Mario Kart. You you had your Mies, mm-hmm. uh with custom outfits. I think they'll give you custom outfits because it would have been amazing if you could get all the Mario characters and everything in that game. Yeah, but that wouldn't work with the kind of squid mode you said and all that yeah. stuff. That that would feel out of character. Yeah, I mechanically. I mean, watching Mario turn into an ooze and then yeah. a, a, a squid and yeah. then be like flopping around. But like, what does that, do that even look sunshine? like? There was an evil Mario that did yeah. it in yeah. Sunshine, yeah, but, but he turned into more like gobbles of paint than anything else. Got I'm, it. Like, I'm not entirely sure. But but a Link outfit for the characters would be really cool, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. If they integrate it, I I really like. In that. the meantime, Jose and I did a really cool video the other the other day on IGN where we kind of went through Nintendo's been Nintendo Japan has been tweeting these little mini videos mm-hmm. of. Uh, some of the weapons in the game. We actually did a rewind theater on it, and we noticed one thing I'd never caught before, which is when you kill someone in that game or drown them. I don't know what you actually do. You they drown make this, them. Yeah, you drown them. They make this horrible paint gurgling noise. It's like mm. oh, no, no, no. it's like it's really gross, and it's, it's really a, funny. It's yeah. a, it's like it makes me it makes is me want to just take out everybody. In that more game. traumatizing than Pikmin drowning because that God, is yeah, really oh, sad. It does have weird. Jose, Jose has said the same thing. Spirit, yeah. It's got the same sort of Pikmin vibe to it because they yeah. die, they make a gurgling noise, and then a squid ghost flies off into Aww. space. So yeah, Man, all squids poor, go to heaven. Yeah, apparently they do. Uh, apparently, yeah. no. Um, I I think uh, and it, the game looks fantastic. Yeah. Like the more we see it, um, and hopefully we're going to see more about it really soon. But um, in terms of what Amiibo will do for it, I think the the shirts and the fashion idea makes a lot of sense. I just hope that whoever was in charge of the Amiibo integration for this. There has not been a game outside of Smash that is using every figure. Hyrule Warriors does too, but I feel like the Hyrule Warriors reward where it's just, here's a random thing, is not cool enough to me. You know, like it's, okay, here's 10,000 rupees, here's like weapon uh, uh, or, um, you know what I'm talking about, like the the materials you need to build weapons and things like that. I just wasn't impressed by that. Whereas if it, it unlocks like a whole line of fashion in Splatoon, I'll take it. Cool. That would yeah. be really cool. I will absolutely cool. take it. I, I'm still hoping that Splatoon gets retro integrated into Smash Brothers, where you know you get one of the characters and it becomes just like Mewtwo. It becomes kind of like a, a new character unlocked. Awesome. I think yeah. it's like, still too mm-hmm. new. I'd I, li- I, I, yeah. I think I'd like it, but yeah. I think it's still too new for something it like that. It takes them a while to balance a character, right? yeah, yeah. especially when it's a non-derivative, when it's like a new character rather than a returning one. I think you bring yeah. up a good point, though, because Mewtwo is on the way and they've been quiet on all oh, fronts yeah. as far as what else is coming to Smash yeah. Brothers. Um, they're not saying anything. I mean, we do know certain things, right? There is that uh, Miiverse stage that's happening tournaments are happening mm-hmm. like this has to be a bigger rollout plan behind all of this stuff I'm sure like we're just waiting we're biding time until they say and something it's been quiet around Smash right like it's yeah. been pretty quiet out there I do think that this out of all of the games this is the game that is that is just ready for add-on content you know that mm-hmm. can just expand and keep on expanding mm-hmm. so you know the initial the initial kind of comments on DLC was were kind of Odd to me, yeah. saying, "Oh yeah, Sakurai. we did." Yeah. Sakurai saying we didn't design it with DLC characters in mind. It's like, really? Yeah. Well, like, you, 
Yeah. If, you, if not that game, then, then which what one? game? Yeah. Right? Which, Especially with Amiibo out yeah. there. Sure. I don't think you can blame them, though, because I think at Nintendo, they are very aware of the fact that the minute you talk about DLC and a game isn't really out or it just shipped, mm-hmm. people kind of get rubbed the wrong way yeah. or feel like you could have put that in the game. Sure. Like there, there is that yeah, evolved vocal minority that, that yeah. does sort of There's come also, out I, and, I, and say something. I do appreciate as designers that they sort of capped the 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 dream limit on Smash Brothers because it was it's 50 characters mm-hmm. and that's still not enough people for people. People are like, I want Lakitu, I want Toad, I want Waluigi. Like, right. yeah, I want all those things too. But I also appreciate that they can say, this game is finished Keep playing with it forever. We'll we'll t- do minor tweaks here and there, but we don't need a new character all the time. I know we're insatiable Nintendo fans. No, but the reason, like, I would have been okay okay with fewer characters and more of a staged rollout. Like, you know, it's awesome when you get a lot of stuff at the same time, but you also still tire from it at the same point in time, I feel like. And, like, to me, a new character or stage gives me a reason to come back. I really like that with Mario Kart. Okay, so that's that's yeah. a really good point, yeah, actually. Mario I didn't Kart, think about that. <clears throat> sure, but Mario Kart's only getting it twice, spread out across, like, six months. Sure. like Or eight months, even. I'd like, like that more often, but... Yeah, you know. I think uh, they do have to kind of sit down and say, how often are we doing this stuff? Mm-hmm. But uh, I am kind of surprised how Smash came and went, and it was it's a huge game, and it's very important, uh, obviously, to their fall plans and it was the game that launched Amiibo Mm -hmm. and then they've just gone dark and aren't saying much but they're probably hard at work on something and I wouldn't be surprised we're going to hear about it soon. Mewtwo was supposed to be a spring delivery and I, it's it's spring, right? I, I we're there. I mean, it's it's going to be spring in like yeah. a week or two. So yeah. back to what you were saying, I never I never really thought about it like that. that's actually a really good business plan. Had they launched the game with like forty characters and seven less stages, and they then could have, drip them out. Yeah, Wait. and then every two months mm-hmm. you put out. Duck see, Hunt that's Dog dangerous. Or, like right. you could because the minute you put money on, like you you try to sell that to consumers, there are some who really get turned off by that. Like they don't yeah. want to they don't want to feel like they're paying for the game. After they got the game, to well, some degree, I don't I think you, I don't think you have to make them all paid. I mean, if you, I mean, also if you look at like the business model for Mario Kart, which we just talked about, I mean, the the value to to that proposition oh, yeah. no. is incredible. <clears throat> I would not uh, absolutely, do, I would not disagree with you and at Nintendo all. Does but free I think, updates and stuff yeah, like that. Mario Kart was especially smart because they said, okay, you're either going to buy this pack or this pack, or you're getting a deal if you buy them both. But I do feel like the season pass mentality. Like, think about how many people are vocal against like the idea that when a game ships, they don't want to continue to pay for something. Like, I feel like shipping with that many characters wasn't a mistake. I just am curious to see what... It's not a mistake until I hear what's coming next. I, so where's the balance me, then? Because, I, I mean, you want people to keep talking about the game, which obviously they're not doing anymore. Yeah, I think they are. I just think we're not. I think there's a difference between them I think and the people that were went back to Smash Melee like they always do. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, really? I, I do... I, there is a, a thriving community around, I believe, uh, Smash Brothers for Wii U. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that down at all. Granted, it's not Melee. I know what you're saying, but... Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the reception Brawl got. That so, was just like yeah. total Mew- disappointment. Mewtwo is basically a freebie for people who linked both copies Bo- of the both. game, right? Yeah. So, I mean, why not integrate stuff like that? Like, I like the idea of, like, if you buy Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, you bought a different game. You buy Splatoon. You buy Good Name Scene. That would like, be such an awesome way where if you buy Splatoon, you get the Splatoon character for free. Or, or whatever, even, a couple yeah. months down the road, you can pay for it. Yeah. I, yeah I, no, I think that's smart. Yeah. And I, yeah. I do agree with Pear, though. I'm not trying to disagree with you. I do think that Good. every time you, you pull <laughs> DLC or, or an announcement or something unfired. free, unfired, <laughs> um, it gets people talking again and gets people excited. And it does seem strange, at least to me, that in the office there's a smaller pool of people playing it. But I don't want to say that applies to everyone everywhere. I yeah. still think well, that I, game is going is thriving and it's going well. I think, I think it's a very antiquated 
way of like I think that people getting angry at DLC is sort of antiquated now because I think DLC is like a, a, a it used to be a blanket negative term for just mm-hmm. stuff that for people, horse armor yeah for yeah. people nickel and diming you on yeah. stuff that was already on the disc mm-hmm. whereas I think that there's like supplemental con- content sure. that works as well like if you look at Evil Within just got a three and a half hour DLC this week that is a survival horror stealth game where you mm-hmm. don't use weapons. Yeah. Far Cry got a DLC this week where you fight on the mountains in the snow for the first Yeti. time in a huge area versus a new enemy. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, like they're selling these stuff, but it's also like it's it's additional content to the game. But it's and it's not the like I think the negativity arises from the sense that they kept something from yeah. you, right? Like I agree. they're sort like the it. game is engineered w- w- by selling you something incomplete and then nickel and diming you whereas like if you own Smash and then 5 months later they release a character from Splatoon that to me feels like an opportunity and yeah. like a cool thing that I would buy rather than being annoyed saying, oh man, they left split the, the whatever squid, squid bird, whatever character mm-hmm. out at long. Jimmy Squidbird. Sure. Yeah. And that, that like gets me back. That's his name, right? It yeah. gets me back to playing Smash Brothers Just again. like totally. it did with Mario Kart. Just yep. like it did with Mario yeah. Kart, which I like, I had a, a mini renaissance with that when that DLC yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of companies kind of ruined DLC for people, mm-hmm. right? Like the horse armor, but I think specifically fighting games, when we think uh, DLC for fighting games, we get scared because Capcom used to sell color palettes, like palette swaps. Like it would be like, you want purple Ryu, you know, here's, it's $3 or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, there's, yeah, there is a middle yeah. ground, and to be fair, I don't think Nintendo has crossed that yeah. bridge yeah. And, yeah. or burned that bridge with, with anyone, but I, I still think that when Smash Brothers as a series is known for shipping games with a lot of characters. I don't think the decision to have 50 on this one hurts it yet until I until I find out they're not doing more. That's why sure. I think yeah. I, I I was hoping that Amiibo would be this package where like maybe maybe an Amiibo would go for 20 bucks but you get the character for Smash yeah. with the game. Like it unlocks it. Like I'm I was hoping there there would be like this tangible reward and you get the DLC so that you, yeah. you feel like you know, you're not just paying for something small. Mm-hmm. Plus, it solves the issue that kids don't have credit cards and they have to ask their mom for a credit card when they're at home and mom's like, ah, I don't want to enter it into this yeah. Wii U thingy. Whereas like at Toys R Us, they're like, mom, this unlocks this character in the game. Well, and look, look at how right. it works with Codename Steam where you're unlocking Fire Emblem characters, for yeah. example, inside of a different game made by the same developer, uh, Intelligent Systems. But that that is sort of an extension of what you're yeah. talking about. Um, I mean, we'll see. Time's going to tell. But I think we're going to hear something soon. Like, we have to. Yeah, like, it's I mean, been like, too long since they've yeah, said anything about Smash. We're having all these long, like, f- sort of philosophical talks about DLC. Meanwhile, Nintendo's selling millions of, like, these, you know, skeleton keys, basically, yeah. in the form of Amiibo <clears throat> that are just, like, you. If you, like, I think what, what Paris says is very true. Like, if you go to the store, you buy your kid an Amiibo, and he goes home and he can use that for seven different games. Yep. And one of them is a DLC character, and one of them is this stage or something like that. That That's really cool. Adds a lot of value to no, it. No, I, I completely agree. I only hope that in... in keeping that and in doing that there are hits and misses and I think sure. for example a big miss was that Ace Combat game on 3DS like that game is just not good and it's not better with a Mario plane is it not you good you know it's not I didn't enjoy I it I know we gave really? it yeah I'll, I'll, I, we have a copy by my desk remind me to pass that off cool. to you I didn't enjoy it at all um, but are you a flight guy or no? I used to be. Okay. I love games where you can do, uh, where you can show off and do cool maneuvers. And I feel like they're on the verge of something. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, this is the same Ace Combat game you got when the 3DS, shortly after the 3DS launched. The only uh, difference is now yeah, you're unlocking yeah, yeah. a Mario that's plane right. and a Peach Bomber. Yeah, that's and, pretty uh, much the only thing stuff. they've done for this, right? Yeah, this is... there's nothing else that has been done at all. So I, I found that to be a huge mess. But speaking of sales, the NPD Group has released the top 10 selling games for the month of February 20th. 
2015. Hot scoops. And this just in, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask 3D, led the month, uh, did really well. So that list is Majora's Mask 3D at number one, Evolve at number two, Dying Light at number three, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare at number four, GTA 5 at number five, NBA 2K15 at number six, Dragon Ball Xenoverse at seven, Minecraft at eight, Nine was The Order, 1886, followed by, in last place for the month, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on 3DS, which, you know, props to that game, like, for doing that well, I think, just because Monster Hunters have come and go, but it felt like this time there was enough of a push behind, like, trying to get people to understand what was so great about it. Last thing I want to say, and then you guys can talk about this, NPD cites Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate and The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D as the main cause for a 30% boost in hardware sales for the month. Uh, handheld hardware sales, excuse me, just to put that out there. Maybe the availability of the new 3DS, too. Probably helped yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, that helped, too. We, uh, Let's not leave that out. Good uh-huh. point. Good we were talking about this before Cash we got on air. Uh, I'm really surprised Majora's Mask was number one. Right? Like, I think yeah. I love Majora's Mask. I think it's an incredible game, but I'm surprised a multi-platform thing like Evolve wasn't. I know. Uh, well, well, and it's also, it's such a weird, eccentric Dark, strange Zelda game. Yeah, but like, but it is a 3D Zelda, and I totally. do think people will come out to yeah. to play and support a 3D Zelda. I looked at uh, one of the things that surprised me on a list of software sales for uh, some 3DS games. A Link Between Worlds was surprisingly low down the list to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which shocked me a little bit. And then I saw Ocarina of Time. I believe I saw that. But then of course mm-hmm. you, you, your brain pops in and says, "Well, it's Ocarina of Time. Of course mm-hmm. it's going to be a game that a lot of people either rebought or played again." Mm-hmm. But uh, I do think people get really excited for 3D Zeldas versus the 2.5D, you know, sort of nostalgic totally. classic thing. But you got to think like. An N64 game beat Minecraft, Call of Duty, Evolve, well, a remade GTA. N64 game. But an N64 <laughs> game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's, that's semantics. Like, I don't know. Like, it, I think it. I think there, it still doesn't diminish what is so good about Diminish I'm, I'm not trying to diminish. diminish Jose, wow. don't get me don't, don't <laughs> I don't think you are. I don't, I no, I'm, not, I'm not trying to Maybe diminish. It's I just think it's it's prof- it's astounding. That a remake that, of a 15-year-old that game beat. Weird... Yeah, but a lot of people really like that game. Or at least there's been a cult quiet, or quietly or even loudly talking about that game for yeah. years. Yeah, but the rem- oh, so a remake of a 15-year-old game beat out two games that were supposed to be like, oh, man, this is what next gen is about. Evolve yeah. and Dying yeah. Light, right? And, and The Order. And the order, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, like, yeah. And, and Zelda on, on on one console beat all of them. Or yeah. on, on one. Well, there's, look, there's there's a difference in at what date in the month the games came out. Sure, right? and like the install base on the 3DS sure, sure. is and pretty high. Let's not forget yeah. that. Don't underestimate like kind of the the win the 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 game got also from the release of the new 3DS. Yeah. Like people say, I want that, and I don't want an old 3DS game. I want one that has actually you know second stake, yeah, uh, yeah. Or, yeah. or any improvement. Yeah, so. D- I think, but it's great. But right? I don't like think it was single... just that because the the weekend sales for new 3ds weren't even that astounding. It was under half a mil. Sure, yeah. If I remember right, I don't think. I mean, they don't put numbers on these things anymore. I wish yeah. they would because then maybe we'd have a clearer picture as to why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I also think new IPs is evolving the order. Like those are risky usually anyway. Like even yeah, if they are, sure. this is the next step for games. Zelda is kind of known. It's the known quantity there. Yeah, and that I think doesn't surprise pe- me too. People, too I mean, much. what's happening is people who have never played that game are actually picking it up as if it was a new game. And let's yeah. not forget when you see the graphics for that game and the kind of creepy campaign for it, it looks really good. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's a yeah. pretty looking game. It, yeah. It's not this oddball. Hey, remember Ocarina of Time? Here's this game, and it's super strange. It's like it does look like a full fledged, real totally. big release. Totally. Yeah, it's yeah. Our, its art yeah. direction was really yeah. strong. So yeah, it held yeah. up every time. So, uh, but yeah, and I. 
I, and the remake is is gorgeous. I wouldn't have called this. I mean, like, nope, I, me neither. Like, it's it's first of all, it's amazing that Call of Duty and Minecraft are still in the top yeah. ten like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. those games and NBA really really well. Yeah. NBA yeah. still there. Great game yeah. too. Um, that I would not have predicted that Majora's Mask was was going to be number one. I actually thought um, the order would do better than that. I thought mm-hmm. the order would be higher. I thought for sure Evolve would be number one. Yeah, I, j- yeah. I just think I think it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. I, like I'm, I'm not I'm not appalled by it. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, like pleasant. Yeah, I'm yeah. pleasantly surprised that uh, an N64 game with a new coat of paint that is single player that is quirky and weird and strange is beating out like an open world third person yeah. realistic like, or an online multiplayer first person shooter multiple online multiplayer yeah. first person and I mean like, I don't uh, I don't watch traditional TV that much but like I saw a hell of a lot more advertising for Evolve and for The Order than I did for Zelda yeah. like I don't know if the, were there no, commercials for, sure. for Zelda Zelda's I don't know just, yeah there were, they were? Okay. yeah there were a there's bunch. something just timeless and magical about Zelda and like yeah, I'm really totally. interested to see how this carries over to the sales of Zelda for Wii U. Because yeah. Wii U games okay. don't historically crack the top 10. Um, they have once a, a few times. Yeah. Um, Smash mm. Brothers did. I just think it's that perfect storm of new hardware, remade game, evangelists out there who have been singing the praises of this game for yeah. years, like, and some really good advertising behind it. it yeah. So you think this will carry over to like excitement and hype for Zelda for, for Wii U? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I Zelda think so. is an event, like yeah. especially new, like a 3D Zelda, like mm-hmm. that gets people talking. Mm-hmm. Man. Like it was, yeah. it the day that went up on the site uh, at E3, that was the number one story on our site yeah. for a while. I think well, it was the number five game overall because Mortal Kombat definitely was like had a high mm-hmm. placement up there, and Smash Brothers was up there. Yeah. I can't Rainbow remember Six, the list, maybe. but I'd seen it like like Rainbow Six. I feel like um. Like, Zelda gets people going, man. Majora's Mask is sort of the, it's like linked to the past for the newer generation mm-hmm. in terms of nostalgia. Like mm-hmm. the way their age, like we we sit around at IGN in our 30s and, how old are you? I'm not even asking. <laughs> um, and, and we, I've forgotten. And we go, hey, you know, let's do <clears throat> retro articles about Zelda 1 and yeah. like the NES. And then we're, we get constantly reminded that our, our demographic has, has, not there. They're past that. They're, they started gaming with the N64. Yeah, yeah. They started gaming with the PlayStation. So their their nostalgia is uh, is a game like Majora's Mask. That's a really good way to put so it. So I think you have a lot of new people playing it, and you have yeah. a lot of people being like, this is a classic. This is the first Zelda I ever played. That's a and great then, way to put and it. And then they have a chance to, to play it everywhere. Yeah. So it's really cool to see yeah. that. If I'm we're lucky, they're, they're nostalgic for Majora's Mask, not like Battle Air Arena to Shinden. Oh, yeah. To, oh, I mean, yeah. We, yeah. we hire people no. all the time. They're, they're like, I love the classics like God of War 3. And we're like, get the hell out of here. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, oh, there's something Good you game. just said yeah. that great game, but I mean, come on, <laughs> older we. Absolutely, no. Uh, I, I'm curious to see on the front of Zelda Wii U what's going to happen in terms of the younger audience who's never played a Zelda. Are they yeah. going to be as excited as we are? Because yeah. for some of those kids, Angry Birds was the game. You know, sure, like I don't no, know, like we have all of this like nostalgia, and we absolutely love that series. But what about like, is it going to pull in new audiences or not? Yeah. Like, I'm How really much of a bummer would it be if your first Zelda was Skyward Sword? Uh, we can save that for another podcast. I mean, we need to save that for so another podcast. But, by the way, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I would say that a lot of people's first Zelda is Minecraft. Like it is a oh. it is an open world exploration game where you hit hit things sure. with a sword. Yeah. And you walk around think, and you go in caves and you explore like a lot of people's first and at night it gets spooky and monsters. Yeah, come uh, totally. And I think yeah. that like 
that generation is the same people that are going to look at a game like Zelda for Wii U and be like, this is like this vast, cool, cartoony world I can explore. I'm totally in. I'm totally excited. Mm-hmm. So I hope they pull yeah. those kids in. Yeah, we, I want to give away some more games, Okay, man. give away one more and we'll really? save the other one two for another episode. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. stingy, Jose. Stingy. You're ready to pull your car uh, over again. So, by the way, I said <laughs> A06 for the first three numbers, uh, letters before it's A06. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Well, it's hard to tell. You, I think it is a That is <laughs> Per Schneider, oh the troll professional. That was totally on purpose. So you still have a chance. Go back and put that code <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you didn't crash the car. <laughs> so uh, here's the second code. It's for Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Love this game. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. GBA game on with you. What happened? Bring him back. A06 PL5 952 14 X1 BRL. And if any of those twos are Zs, you can just blame <laughs> this terrible printout here. No, that, that should be it. So good luck. I hope you get that one. If you didn't enter the code before for Harmony of Dissonance, it was A06 PL5 AF. <laughs> Three nine two seven four DWU Theater of the Mind. Yeah, man, and that, that was mean. Per yeah. Schneider's Trollfessional giveaway. That Thank you so mean. much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly podcast on IGN, but we are not the only podcast on IGN. Marty Sleva, in fact, sits on two. Yes, not one, I was but two. Say, you I did all three of them this other, week. Yeah, you did all really? three this yeah. week, man. Uh, yeah. So you are on a regular uh, contributor on Beyond. You are a regular contributor. You're hosting Beyond. Am yeah, I right? I'm hosting yeah. Beyond with uh, Max Scoville, and, okay. and Brian is sort of a regular now. Brian's appearing a lot on it. Stealing um, talent. What's up? Stealing uh, stealing he's ta- not, he's yours I'm first kidding. and foremost. I'm kidding. Don't worry. I'm getting around. Brian's nobody's so. man. Yeah, I'm nobody's That's, man. Nobody yeah. relies on me. I'm the guy you call in the bank job that double crosses everybody at the end. Okay. All right. Is that true? You want to stop having you on the show too? All right. But also podcast unlocked as well. An excellent Xbox show. You should definitely check that out. There's a ton of content on IGN, features, videos, you name it. Make sure you come over here uh, all about comics, TV, uh, yeah. games. We do a lot of live streams now, too. Check live those out. Live streams. Make sure you're checking those out. Those are They're from really, 1 really to 3 good. Pacific on, mm-hmm. was it, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday? And by the way, if you love uh, NVC and you own an Xbox One, you can actually now watch the podcast mm-hmm. on your Xbox One That's with right. the IGN app. I swear, someday we'll have a Wii U app. We've been pushing and pushing, and would love to be on that platform as well. But yeah. you know, it's yeah. not, it's not that easy. Send, e- send a email to Nintendo of America. Ooh. Let them know. <laughs> yeah, Listeners. Yeah. but but I know a lot of people have multiple platforms yeah. who listen oh, to this, so you can yeah. watch NVC. Unlike on the uh, on the on the PlayStation app, what is that sound? Uh, oh, we're gonna open that door. It's gonna be a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Okay, this is cool because yeah. it's getting really hot in here. Yeah. So something yeah. must be happening outside. This entire podcast is being recorded inside the mouth of someone, <laughs> and they're getting, <laughs> they're getting dental, dental work done. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, lastly, uh, you can contribute to the show by either e- emailing us. Excuse me, a question. Us. Send us your eels. Send us your eels and your emails. Mail us your live eels. NVC at ign.com. <laughs> lastly, you can find us on Twitter. Marty Sleva, where can they find you? Uh, at McBiggity, two G's and two T's. And you can find Brian Altman. At Agent Bizzle, and you can find Per Schneider at Peer IGN. You can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to us once again, and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat.